Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Crits and Grits Abbey One-Shot. Uh, today we have Gary. Say hi, Gary. Oh uh, yeah, I'll be playing Glart today, local pest control, uh, and food connoisseur. I, I'll eat just about anything. We have the always handsome Alex. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I'll be playing uh, Ambition, uh, a tiefling cleric, uh, who also goes by his true name of Hank. Hell. And of course we have Abby DMing for us. Hey, ready for another fun game. Don't forget yourself though, Jay. Oh, I know. And I am Jay the Voice, filling in for our two friends that should be here but aren't. And I'm playing the role of Ozabal Wobblehopper, but you can just call me Oz. Sorry. <laughs> I'll do my best to remember. Don't don't you worry about that, Oz. All right, should we go ahead and jump right into it? Because um, where we left off last time, um, the party had a great time arriving at the Fiery Grog Tavern. Our bugbear fighter, Barkhorus, was able to tackle the Fiery Grog Challenge and keep down enough drinks to earn free drinks for himself for the rest of the evening. Those in the party who could use their mage hand were able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe or mage hand to mage hand with uh, Solano Vallejo, the elven woman who was hosting the uh, mage hand challenge, uh, to win a little bit of coin. Um, the party finally got around to asking the halfling owner, Toffdeer Duflame, about the large sign that requested brave adventurers for monster extermination. Upon being led to the basement, the brave party found several massive rats attempting to roll a huge wine cask to the back of the room. After defeating the massive rats, the party discovered a large hole in the back wall where they were trying to take the wine into. It seemed to lead down into the caverns that were rumored to be under the town, may potentially be the answer to the missing blacksmith's son and some other potential adventures to be had. Toftier made a deal with the group to continue to exterminate down in the caverns and also offered free lodging as additional incentive to get the job done. And with that, we'll pick up in the main room. At this time, since Jeff and the good doctor aren't with us, we are going to say that Barkhorus is outside tending to poor little Dennis while he's ralphing up the giant glass of milk that everyone thought was a wonderful fucking idea to give to a small, lactose-intolerant child earlier. Hey, uh, in our defense, we didn't know he was lactose-intolerant. He, he never divulged that information. Mm, completely agree. We just, we didn't believe that he was lactose-intolerant. We thought it was just... He just needed to step up and learn a thing or two. As his adopted fathers, we, we have to make sure he learns these kind of things. Have you considered not being bad fathers? Um, Alex is like a really good example of what to do. And so far, the party was doing the opposite of that <laughs> with poor little Dennis. <laughs> See, that's the good thing about being a real dad. When you can, you know, use your own experience of what not to do, do the opposite of that. And then make the worst, best decisions you can in game that don't affect how you do in real life. Hashtag good dad. <laughs> yes. Um, hashtag Alex is a good dad. Maybe not Hank Hell, though. <laughs> um, but with that, uh, we still have a tavern full of fun people, a lot of NPCs to interact with. Uh, we have Glart and Hank Hell back in that main area. So, Jay, let's go ahead and um, where is your character? What does he look like? And what do you want to have him go ahead and do? So, um, 
My character is a little three foot nine uh, gnome fighter. He's about two hundred and six years old. So he's he's an older gentleman. He's got you know a gray beard. Uh, he's uh, he was just hanging out inside the bar, uh, sitting by himself at a table, seeing all the ruckus caused by the party. And uh, he's gonna go up to Glark with a little proposition. Where is uh where is Glark? Okay, there he is. Yeah, Glart is the half orc ranger over there that is dressed like a samurai, like a real fucking weeaboo would. Uh. Well, real Glart is wearing studded leather armor with the sleeves ripped off. <laughs> uh, so as a side note, Glart does kind of look like a fucking weeaboo. <laughs> Just a little bit, though. We're like a weeabro. I say that, you uh, tall fellow there, in the, uh, in the uh, funny-looking clothes. Uh, may I talk to you for a moment? Glart kind of looks around. Uh, d- down here, a little farther down. Uh, Glart looks over to the other uh, half-orc in the bar and says, Hey, uh, I, I think he's talking to you, man. I, I'm I'm talking to you, sir. I'm literally right in front of you. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, what's up? Oh, good evening. My name is Orzabal. Uh I noticed that uh, two of your companions out there were uh, a little too far into the drink. Uh, it seemed like you might need some help. Is there anything I can do to give you a hand? Yeah, did you know that human kids probably shouldn't be drinking milk? Are you telling me that was a child? I thought he was just another gnome. I uh, know that that's a child. That kid's scary as hell, man. So don't even worry about it. Uh, yeah, we could use a hand. Uh, okay, I'm not sure how, suddenly how I feel about helping people who give alcohol to children, but sure. Yeah, I guess I already signed myself up for this. Uh, no, no, we gave him milk. Oh, oh yeah. crack on. Yeah, that thing you're supposed to give kids, but like apparently he he can't drink it. Yeah, that's quite unfortunate. Well, regardless, I've got nothing better to do this evening. I'm just popping into town myself, so I thought I'd give a hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to find out something about the blacksmith's son. Uh, you care for some food? And Clark holds out some of the rat sashimi. Uh, uh, no, no, I, I believe I've already eaten. I'm, I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. Oh, Clark, uh, I, I see that you're... Uh, enjoying the rat sashimi, uh, I think it still needs to be, uh, heated a little better. Uh, no, um, no, it's fine, and, uh, Barkeep, we, we will be paying for this, so, like, don't freak out about it. And make sure you put another milk on the tap, please. Uh, the bartender, Toffdeer, just kind of is staring at you, just, like, wondering. You, you can read it on his face. He's just like, what have I done? And he just kind of shakes his head as he pours another glass of milk. Uh, Ambition grabs it and takes a nice little slow sip. Oh, well, who's your friend here? Hello, my name's Oz. It's nice to meet you. I uh, think Ambition pulls out his hand. Pleasure to meet you as well, sir. Uh, can tell a lot about a, a gentleman by the handshake that he does. Uh, uh, Orzabal is a grappler, so he has a very, very firm handshake for somebody of his size, so he, he reaches out to, uh, give him a, a friendly grasp. Uh, and of course, Ambition, uh, takes, does the same grasp as well. Uh, he's not a grappler himself, but, uh, he can, he can grasp. He can firmly shake. While this is going on, the two of you see, uh, Glart scribbling down on a note card and adding it to his ring can tell a lot about a man by his handshake. Okay. And then he puts it back in his shirt pocket. So, uh, I hear that we're going to be doing some some work, working with the blacksmith, trying to find his kid. You don't think it was that kid that uh, had the milk and ralphed it up, do you? 
no, no. Uh, Dennis has been with us for a while now, so uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that would be uh, quite unfortunate. No, uh, Barkeep told us his kid's like eighteen, so he's a kid. Well, he's he's not adult. a kid. Yeah, yeah. He's an adult. Yeah, by human standards, he's an adult, but by like elf standards, still like a child. He might as well still be on the teat where I'm from. Fair enough, though. And I don't quite know how my people age. I'm half orc. Uh, other half is elf. Who knows? Oh, yes, you got the fun mix there, didn't you? Well, all right, let's crack on. Where are we going? Got nothing better to do than sit here on my feet all day. Stand, not sit. You don't sit on your feet. <laughs> that would be quite a sight if you could. Indeed. Oh, uh, to the blacksmith. Indeed. All right, so you guys are going to the blacksmith. All righty. Um, I will go ahead and boop you over to that map, uh, the city of Marfall. Um, it is a little later on the afternoon, evening, so things are dying down. People are heading back to their homes, um, wrapping up the last few errands of the day. Um, but it is very easy to find the blacksmith up kind of near the northwest side of town. And you are in luck. You can hear him hammering away at something inside of his shop there. Um, so he is apparently available. Well, at least he's present at this time. Um, but, I mean, he is at work. It is loud in there. There's a lot of hammering. Um, who wants to try to get his attention and what do you do? Oh, Ambition's uh, right up in there. His chest swollen with pride. He's a forge cleric. Uh, and this is, like, right up his alley. He uh, pulls out his own little smithing hammer uh, and sees uh, what looks like a, an armor that's well dinged and dented and says, Hey, I'll do this one for free if you can give us a bit of a hand yourself. Uh, and he starts smithing away. Um, the blacksmith who did not notice you come in turns and almost hits you in the chest with this very Whoa. large hammer that he was wielding because he didn't realize someone was coming in here and, you know, trying to hijack his stuff. Oh, I'm not um, trying to hijack. And you see he is a big, beefy human man, bald with a big, glorious black mustache um, and otherwise, you know, clean shaven face. And he kind of wipes some of the like the soot and everything off of his face. Um, and he just gives you this look like, um, this is this is my shop here. What are you doing? Well, you he, seem to be a little bit. um short on hands today. So I figured maybe help you out. I say, old chap, not one of your better ideas, was it? Mm, no. Well, I mean, he's probably short on hands because his boy's got something to prove and went down into them caverns. Oh, well, uh, you're here about that, I'm assuming? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. Yes, quite. Well, I guess that's a lot better than you trying to come in here and hijack in my shop. And he just kind of, like, stares down Hank um, sorry, ambition, however you want to be called. And this this is a hulking man, uh, probably about 6'5", and just built like a truck. Um, and he stares you down, but then kind of seems to deflate just a little bit as he looks between the three of you and looks a little almost disappointed um, in a way, but there's a little bit of hope in his eyes. Well, not 
many people have come by even really offering to help. So if you're looking to help, then I guess I'll take it. Um, what do you need to know? So uh, do you think he got in the wrong crowd or something? Or did you two fight or, or anything? No, there's nothing really that serious. He's always, he's never really wanted to take up the family hammer and, you know, continue on with the smith and himself after, you know, I retire. And I mean, I had him all set up here. He could take over the business whenever he wanted, but he wanted a life of adventure. I blame all the sailors and the adventurers coming through here for all the other stuff, you know. All them rumors of invincible armor down below and all this other weird stuff. And he just decided after his 18th birthday it was time and left a little letter and just haven't seen him since. But I know the boy. I figured he would be back in one, maybe two days. He ain't really smart enough to pack enough food to last him that long, judging by what he did pack. The fact that he was gone for more than a couple of days kind of let me know something was wrong. So I was really just hoping, you know, someone could go make sure he didn't get himself killed or nothing. I mean, he's kind of scrappy, so he might still be okay, but I just feel like something's wrong. Is there anything in the letter that might give us a hand as to where he might have gone? Or could you tell us possibly what he was wearing at the time? Give us a little something to work with? Well, I mean, he kind of left in the middle of the night, so I don't really know what he was wearing. Um, And he kind of reaches into his back pocket and pulls out now a very dirty letter from all of the soot and everything on his hands and kind of just opens it and holds it up to you. And it's, it's just a very simple little, I'm pursuing my fate. I will be back with fortune and money. And then his son's signature on the bottom of it. Yeah, quite the optimist. Yeah, he always was talking about how he wanted to go pursue the invincible armor and everything else. And I guess there's some rumor of some fancy, you know, storm hammer down below also in the caverns. But I mean, nobody's even been in them caverns for a long time. We got adventurers coming through here talking a big game all the time, but nothing ever came of it. I didn't think he would be dumb enough to go down there himself, but. He likes to prove me wrong. Well, if you give us the chance, we'll help uh, prove you right that he does belong here. Uh, and all we all we ask is just a little something in return, right, gents? Honestly, I'm just here for the pest control and spreading the good name of my business, uh, Glark's Pest Control and Bistro. Honestly, I just enjoy hitting things with me morning star and my sword, but if there's money involved, I ain't going to say no. <laughs> I'm sorry, was there something about a bistro? I could go for a sandwich. Oh, hmm, sounds delicious. Or, if you want to try one of our sample products that we uh, just came up with. uh, Oh god, don't tell me it's rat meat again. It is rat sashimi, and it is a delicacy in some parts. (laughs) You see the blacksmith struggling (laughs) to keep his lunch down a little bit. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I can make it a little bit better. Uh, and no, uh, no, we are not going to heat it. We're not going to heat it. <laughs> it's going to sacred flame it. 
Look, I, I just created this dish about uh, 30, 45 minutes ago. Gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, while I do enjoy a good steak every now and then, could you please not threaten fire with me standing right between the two of you? Oh, it's holy fire. It's clean burning, and you wouldn't even feel a thing. And you guys are kind of like the test group for this bistro. The blacksmith is just shaking his head like, no, I'm, I'm done being adventurous with foods after you've got the fiery grog from the tavern. You just want plain, simple, traditional food. No thank you. But, I mean, I don't know if you saw any of them posters, but there is a reward in it for you. As much as I want to raise that and, you know, get some more attention for it, he kind of motions around. His shop is okay. Um, it, it could use some improvements. It's not very big. His house is obviously connected to it, and that's not very big either. And he just kind of shrugs and says, I mean, any more than what I've already posted, it's kind of going to be a big strain. That's about all I got saved up. This This town don't need more than one blacksmith, and some days I don't even have work, so it's the best I can do. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you don't have to worry about paying me my share. Uh, all I ask is that you put my business card or flyer in your workshop. Uh, I don't have those yet. I have Dennis working on those at some point. Right. I can I can do that, I guess. And it's going to say pest control and bistro on them cards. Uh probably not judging by the way that you're responding uh it's probably just gonna say pest control uh the bistro uh, that'll come later once i figure things out he just gives you a very slow nod and says that's you should probably leave that off just just go with the pest control real simple what about pest control and like uh pet adoption because sometimes you find a nice wolf out there, and it needs a home. Uh, Glock, I don't mean you to take this the wrong way, but it, it, that kind of feels like mixed signals. You, you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. You, you're killing some animals. You're trying to put others up for adoption. It really, it doesn't jive there. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not killing the ones that can be pets. No, I understand that, but at the same, you're still doing that. Look, we can talk about this later. Uh, so, honestly, if you just take this uh, bend out of my morning star, I'd really appreciate it. It's all I really need. Uh, he kind of takes a look at it and um, just shrugs and says, "You know what? You got five minutes, and I'll go ahead and get that fixed for you." Sure, oh, I've waited much longer than that. There you go. Yeah, he goes ahead and takes it and starts heating it up in the forge. Um, and starts doing blacksmith stuff with it. <laughs> um, you can tell he has been at this a very long time. Um, and he's making quick work of it. But you guys have five minutes. It's up to you if you want to talk amongst yourselves while he's working on it. Ambition is watching just his attention completely wrapped on this. Uh, he's jealous a little bit that uh, that he gets to do his craft, but it's his job, and he understands that it's a, it's a job, and it's important uh, that someone else do it. Alright, so Oz, you, do you know anything about diversifying your funds? Because I, I told Dennis we were going to do that with any gold we made, but I I honestly don't know anything about that. Glock, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but in order to diversify your funds, you're going to need funds. 
Oh, he's got you there. Um, you know, maybe once we get that, we'll get this ball rolling and we get this armor on and everything. You know, we'll be rolling that dough. I bet you. I bet you we'll be able to get it faster than you can say sassafras sarsaparilla on a sign. I don't know what that means, but probably faster than you can say that. I don't think I could say it, even after hearing you say it. I mean, I also want to teach Dennis that you don't have to go to, like, some fancy college to make money. Sometimes it's best to go to trade school and learn about trades, like pest control. Or I don't these... think they teach pest control at normal trade schools. Isn't that yeah. something you learn more just being out in the wilderness and hunting and fishing and all that? You get rid of all the small things you don't need in your way? I'm going to be honest, I don't think that's how they do it either. Oh. Well, shows what I know. I'll I'll be honest, I'm self-taught. That's becoming more painfully obvious by the minute. The blacksmith finishes up um, your morning star, and he kind of wipes it down with a clean rag and passes it back to you. and says, well, I'm real grateful for anything you guys can do, and, um, I mean, you know... Try to bring him home alive if you can. He's all the family I got left. I understand yeah. how you feel. We kind of got a boy of our own that we're looking after, and if anything ever happened to Dennis, you know, other than us accidentally giving him milk and him vomiting all over, I just wouldn't be able to live with myself. He kind of looks between the three of you when you say, we have a, a child you're looking at, and he's just kind of gives a slow nod because he's not sure what to quite think of that, but he's accepting your help. Oz takes a moment to swing the morning star around and says, Right, old chap, I believe it's the least we could do after you did me so good. Love this thing. Very nice. Well, anything that helps get my boy home in one piece. I appreciate it. Well, we'll be off then. Uh, End date. Let's crackle. All, All right, right, let's get to exterminating, boys. What's the plan then? You guys tell me where you're going next. I'm not gonna railroad ya. That's cool. Thank you. Um... Uh, where do adventurers typically hang out here? I would like to ask about the invincible armor. And that's probably the tavern. <laughs> yes, more beer. Well, milk. <laughs> Back to tavern it is, baby. <laughs> Back to the tavern. Back over to the tavern. So, um, you've got a wide variety of people here in the tavern. Um, the booths along the west wall seem to be mostly occupied by sailors, but some of them might be a little bit more rough and tumble and able to answer some of your questions. But the most... Um, the people that you would mostly pin as adventurers, I would say, would be the table full of dwarves kind of in the back corner over there. Um, one of them is the redheaded dwarf with the tribal tattoos that you saw getting trounced by Solana at the mage hand wrestling when you first came in. And he's still kind of sulking, but the other three dwarves at that table are kind of like... Um, trying to cheer him back up and they're just kind of being a little bit more rowdy than they probably should be and attracting some looks from some of the other patrons, just trying to have a nice evening. Um, 
most of the other patrons are probably, I mean, besides Solana, who is doing the mage hand wrestling, uh, the merfolk dancer in the tank in the center. Um, it's mostly just those dwarves that are probably um, able to answer any of your questions. Um, but you know, you also know that elves live a long time, and Solana might know a thing or two. Because um, it's kind of hard to judge how old she is. All right, so Oz, uh, you you've lived a long life. So uh, how does this idea strike you? I go over to the bar. I stand up on the bar. I clank a spoon on a glass and I ask for everyone's attention. And then I'm like, hey, does anyone know anything about that invincible armor? I think that's a terrible idea. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, you're going to cause a lot of unwanted attention to yourself. And more importantly, I'm sorry to steal your thunder here, Mr. Oz. More importantly, people are going to start fighting you for that armor and they might not even know about it. Uh, and if you get everyone up in a tizzy, they're going to start hunting for it themselves. It's going to cause a lot of danger and trouble that we should not be uh, be stirring up. All right, but hear me out. Because enough fervor about that armor, adventurers are just rushing in there. They're going to start taking out some of the uh, enemies in there that might take us out, and we, we just slip past them and uh, look for the boar. We're, we don't really care about the invincible armor. It's about the boar. That, that's implying, Glock, that they're not going to try to take us out at the same time. No, they most certainly would. Oh, uh, no, no. They said murder's not allowed in the bar. Like, you can't kill anyone. So we should be fine, right? Do you really think they're going to stop everybody? I mean, Glug really. was very specific about no killing. Yeah, Guglug said no killing in the bar. He's a half-orc. I trust him. Something tells me we could take a more civilized approach. Okay, well, so we go, we go over to the dwarves. We roast the dwarf that uh lost in the mage hand wrestling and tell him, oh, don't worry, our our child boy failed too, so don't feel too bad about it. And then we ask the other dwarves about the evening. I don't Glock. think that insulting a man's pride will be much better. Glock, how old are you again? Thirty-four. How on earth have you lived this long? I'll be honest with you, it's the rat meat. It's not the right. Thing. <laughs> uh, Mr. Um, Ambition, was it? Was that your name? Oh, yes, sir. What what, what kind of damage are you doing? Sorry, what, what's, what's the damage we can do? Please, uh, please tell me you've got a better idea. Well, I believe, well, since we already have a bit of rapport with uh, Miss Solange, because, you know, both champions of mage hand arm wrestling, uh, he flexes his not really existent muscles. <laughs> yeah, I think that quite. we. I think we might know, uh, might have a bit of an inroad there, a little bit more than stirring up a fight with the entirety of the bar and getting everybody's attention. I believe Plus, I too also prefer those odds. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the dwarves would probably want revenge for being defeated uh, by such a, uh, again, he strikes a posed, uh, manly opponent. Right, right. Well, let's crack on with that then. I think that's a good idea. All right, I'll be on standby with my ideas, just in case that doesn't work. You, you do that, Glock. You do. Uh, so I guess we're going to go speak with uh, Solange, yeah. I guess you and I walk over there, we'll just leave Glark to yeah. his own devices. <laughs> <laughs> just Glark, the bar, have the milks ready. And... Glark just, like, strikes a pose on the bar, just looking as cool as he can. Like, Wait. arm on the bar. Oh. Glock, okay, I was about to say, did, did you climb no, onto the bar? No, that he's not climbing problem. on the bar. He is just, like, leaning on the bar, one arm propped against it, Roll and for holding a glass of milk. 
Yeah, roll for chill, add your wisdom modifier. <laughs> roll for chill. Roll for chill vibes is what we're rolling for here, okay? Might, j- just, just for shits and giggles, roll for chill vibes. That's going to be a four, my dudes. <laughs> After your wisdom modifier? Uh, that's a two plus my wisdom modifier, which is a two. <laughs> oh, lord. Um. Wow. Tough Deer manages to somehow hide the long sigh while making eye contact with another patron who just looks kind of confused. Um, I, I feel like Glart is probably holding his glass like in a weird way. Um, that uh, he's seemed... trying to do the Gatsby hold, but it's all weird because there's like not a curved bottom to the glass. It's a like square bottom to the glass. Yeah, and and I feel like the position you're trying to sit in and be cool is like your idea of a cool position to sit in and be cool, but everyone else can just tell you're uncomfortable. <laughs> oh no, like it, it's not the leg folded over the top. It is legs fully crossed. And uh, kind of leaning back a little with one arm on the bar. Wonderful. It is not chill at all. Uh, you are you are messing up some of the vibes, and you hear some of the dwarves kind of like pointing at you and kind of snickering to themselves now. <laughs> um, but moving on to ambition and oars. Uh, what are what are you two doing? Uh, Ambition is going to walk up to Solange and say, Oh, hello again. It's a pleasure to meet a fellow uh, mage hand wrestling champion in such a fine establishment as uh, as our friendly neighborhood bar here. Here you might have some information that my friend and I could prevail. Or is just going to stand next to him and nod quietly. <laughs> um, she gives you a little bit of a smile and kind of leans forward just a little bit over the table. What fucking voice did I give her? Did she have a special voice or... I don't think she had an accent. Um, she just gives you a smile and says, I might have some information. Depends on what you're looking for. Well, I hear tale of an incredibly powerful storm hammer. Oh, and some armor too, but the hammer's cooler sounding. Um, you know anything about any storm hammers? that young adventurers might try and prove their, themselves on? Hmm. I mean, I might. It depends. What are you even going to do with the information if I tell you what I know? I'm going to have a cool storm hammer. It's going to be cool. And what, what more do I need? A hammer that has storm powers. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit ambunch, ambitious here. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> I see. Well, just so you know, you wouldn't be the first set of adventurers that have gone looking for it. But if you come back, you would be the first set that returned after going looking for it. Um, It's rumored to be in the caverns below. If you are looking, though, I can give you a little bit of information if you do something for me in return. What might that be, love? Well... One of the adventurers that went looking and never returned was actually an aunt of mine. If you happen upon her or any clues as to where she might have gone, I would like to know what happened to her. It was sometime last year, and 
that's actually what brings me here. I was hoping eventually I would hear drunken discussion or pick up some kind of clue as to what happened to her. I was hoping maybe she ran away with a sailor or something like that, since she was an adventurous type. But so far, it seems she went into the caverns and never returned. Well, I guess we can chalk that up as two different missing persons reports, can't we? Hmm, sounds uh, accurate there. There's also a, uh, a young blacksmith. The way I said that, I did not like. Uh, the son of the blacksmith, he's uh, down there as well. Yes. Um, Bryce Halfheart, if I remember correctly. The caverns like to keep people, I've heard. It's not exactly something for the faint of heart, but she kind of looks at uh, you two and then kind of glances over at Glart like, <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe you'll find some clues, you know, kind of a pop-in, pop-out type thing. That might be best. Uh, there's no reason to worry, love. In my 200 years, I've seen plenty of battles and I haven't fainted from blood in over 50 years. I see. Well, I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure the rats down there aren't that much larger than you. Oh, that was a low blow, darling. I mean, there's also a lot of rumors about some very, very large rats and other creatures down there. Have you all been in caverns or the Underdark or anything like that to know what you're even going to be up against? We we fought some rats the other night. I think we we should be fine. I've been told about a hundred years ago I went into the Underdark for a brief period of time, but funny enough, I don't remember anything about it. One of these days, we're going to have to sit down and really dive into your backstory. You have some mm. incredible tales. She looks a little bit worried <laughs> at this point, but she's got no skin in the game. She has not given you anything... Besides information, and she just kind of shakes her head and says, Well, if you do make it back and you find anything, you might be able to throw a gold or two in your direction, depending on what it is. Um, perhaps if you find her, you'll find some of her gear. She did have some nice things with her. I believe she was with a party. It wasn't like she went down there on her own, which is why I don't recommend you going down by yourself. But I suppose if you're with a party, and she again glances over at Glart <laughs> like, ooh, it it should be fine. Yeah, between the two of us and the walking, talking meat shield, I think we'll be okay. Hold on, let me... S oh, all of you have horrible passive insight. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glart's on. over at the bar, so he's not even in this. Yeah, uh, so I just... 13 I just... is not horrible insight. It's just not good, okay? I just, yeah, I mean, I rolled for deception on her real quick, and you all think she's confident in your abilities. Just, she has entrusted you <laughs> with finding out what happened to her long-lost aunt, and you, you think surely she wouldn't do that for anyone she doesn't have confidence in. I promise you, love, no matter what it takes, we will find out what happened to your dear aunt. Well, if nothing else, your courage is at. Thank you. 
I also just think it's really funny that you guys are up there talking to the bard on the actual map, and then the elf is actually down there. Um, oh yeah, Jay, uh-huh. I forgot to mention. So the bard up there is um, he is playing a song called Phonograph, and his name is Nick, uh, also known as Nick L. Mm. Mock. Uh huh. Yeah. It's not I great music. It. It's uh, not. Does does the song make people laugh? At, at how bad it is, yes. <laughs> it's established that Gloria doesn't think it's really that bad of a song. Everyone's just shitting on it for no reason. Yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> I mean, everybody's kind of like, oh, this song again. I'm never going to get it out of my head. <laughs> it's one of those earworm songs. Uh, he is switched now, though, as Phonograph ends to a song called Windwall. Oof. Oof, I hate that. I was trying to go with Prismatic Wall, but I don't think that's... It, it's not anyway, as close. here's Windwall. <laughs> yeah, anyways, here's Windwall. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Prismatic Wall would have been better, but it just didn't have the same ring as Windwall. Um, which is a favorite spell of my sister's. But that's it was, the point. It was a good joke. It was well done. It was. It was horrible. Uh, also, credit again to Becky Brown for the character Nick Elbach. Um, so far, he is faring much better in this campaign, this mini campaign, um, and has not gotten his nose broken. Mm. So he's Listeners, doing better here. You may get to hear Becky Brown had a miniseries in April. Which is exciting. She's great. I love her. Um, she's a great D&D player. Um, but yes, so you have your <laughs> confidence <laughs> instilled in you, uh, with warnings of very large rats and other creatures you might encounter in the Underdark, whatever they may be. She didn't really elaborate on that, but that is what Silana has told you. Uh, you've been told about the gear that her aunt was carrying that might prove useful to you. Um, confirmation that the storm herald i think that's what it was called um is probably down there which is what her aunt was looking for was there anything else you wanted to talk to her about earlier we mentioned the uh the young boy the blacksmith's son uh, you mentioned his name did you know anything else about him off the top of your head not really. I mean, I came here mostly looking for information about my aunt, but it is a shame to hear about him missing. Another adventurer taken by the caverns, I suppose, but it wasn't that long ago, so maybe there's hope for him. Well, she thinks that it'll work out. I, I trust that I, I think we'll prevail. I've dealt with worse odds. I almost I like think- the odds of me getting a correct accent for this fucking character. <laughs> I think you've been doing a fantastic job. Keep it up uh, while I continue to mess up mine. Keep slipping into more country. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill and you're doing great, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> been binge watching it. I guess we, we should, should go pick up Clark and head I was to the about cavern to say, Yes. I completely agree, yes. So as you guys get over to the bar where Glart is, you hear Glart saying, so yeah, anyway, I was hired to like take out a species of invasive frog in the area. Uh, they're carnivorous. So I managed to round them all up in a burlap sack and toss that burlap sack into the river. And wouldn't you know that frogs are very amphibious. Uh, 
totally threw a wrench in my plans there. Would it be fair to assume that the barkeep is bashing his head into the bar at this point? At this point, Toph Deer is just staring at Glart and says, So you threw a whole bunch of poisonous frogs into a river that didn't happen to be, you know, the main water supply for another town or village or anything, did it? Because, I mean, I have heard about some mysterious illnesses a couple towns down and he's just uh, staring at you uh not only were those frogs poisonous but they were also carnivorous uh glad i believe it's time for us to go we're headed to the caverns come along yes, down to the caverns uh <laughs> keep keep the milk frosty and keep him away from it please yes indeed sorry about that old chapel we'll get this one taken care of come along now just oh, there. That's Glart. <laughs> Poisoning da, 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 the water. That's Glart. <laughs> Look, man, this is an emergency evac. We got to get him out of here before he confesses <laughs> more crimes. <laughs> I mean, they're frogs. How much? How much damage can they do? Like they? Oh no, they eat. Frogs are technically already carnivorous. They eat bugs and mice and stuff like that if they're big enough. Like poisonous frogs, though, so that makes them extra spicy. Oh, yeah, these frogs have, like, really sharp teeth. Uh, I saw one eat a deer one. I will literally pay you to stop talking to this man. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I can't sleep at night because I I just see that frog eating a deer. Truly terrifying. Let us never speak. We'll never speak of this again because this is horrific. Oh, have you ever tried frog legs? They're pretty tasty. Come along, Glot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of people staring at Glart now, like, what the actual fuck? Uh, <laughs> Alright, so are you three going down into the caverns? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Uh, we leave a note for Dennis and Bark Taurus. Alright. So, you all go back down through the basement, past the rat carcasses. Uh, Toff Deer has not had a chance to clean up because he's been dealing with your bullshit. Um, oh my, and... they were quite large. Oh yeah, yeah, we killed them real good. Yes. Um, you've Low on stock, this would be a good time. Yeah, you have seen some large rats in your time. Um, these are bigger than you. <laughs> these are much larger than a normal gnome would be. Um, you have never seen them quite this size before. Um, what yeah, size my, did I say yeah. they were? About the size of dogs? Like some big dogs? Yeah, about basically. the size of some big dogs. Hey, uh, you want to carve off a piece before we go? Uh, no, no, I think I'm quite all right. All right, more for me. Just going to figure out how to deal with this emotionally so um you all managed to climb down into this hole and immediately you just smell the caverns they are dank musty um everything around you is kind of dirty does everyone have dark vision no yes i do you do all have dark vision it is dark from the echoes of water dripping and just the occasional skittering of something you cannot see, uh, you do only have 60 feet of dark vision. And it is up to you if you want to um, light any kind of light. All right. Um, but or... before we do that, can we t- all take a moment to appreciate 
appreciate the fact that this is the one time in D&D where everyone has not just jumped up and shouted, I have dark vision. Yeah. Also, because um, I know you guys had combat, just kind of wandering around and chilling, you would have had a short rest. Nice. Um, let's see here. I have all my everything still. <laughs> Um, did I see? Hold on one second. I don't think that's what the problem was. I did not enable dynamic lighting. Here we go. Um, so, yes, hi, Sarge. You all climb down into this. Are you going to light anything, though? You just stick uh, in with your dark vision because you've got yeah, about 60 feet. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm going to stick with my dark vision. I do have an array of torches if we require one. Oh, I've, I've got you settled right here. Uh, I pull out a mace uh, from behind me. Oh, don't don't I light grab... it! Don't light it! We gotta get the drop. Oh, but but if I light it, then we'll be able to see better. We'll be able to see around corners and everything. Hey, yeah, it's no. terrifying. These are creatures going to see us in the night, and they don't know that this is magical. Like, and and they'll think, oh, this is a terrible alien thing that's coming to smite us. Jokes on them. I can't actually smite. But that's beside the point. I mean, are, we, are you sure you don't want this extra bit? I, I, I would like this extra bit, just pointing that out. Okay. We'll put it to a vote. All in favor say aye. 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 You know, you know what, guys? I'm just going to hang back like 60 feet behind you and uh, just sneak around. I'm going to do my best. All right. Well, Glark's not going to uh, stick 60 feet behind, but he will try to stay out of the light and stealth around. Okay. So, um, as you descend down into these caverns and the ground kind of levels out a little bit, but still slopes some, um, it's kind of packed dirt with rocks that make it kind of hard to move too stealthily. Um, you notice that um it is it is all natural caverns um there are jagged uneven walls um everything is kind of damp and you do hear the faint echo of running water somewhere further down beyond what you can see um you also hear the echoing chitter of what sounds like additional rats which glart would know for sure are rats but also something about them just sounds a little bit off. You're not quite sure what it is yet. Um, I would like everyone to go ahead and please make a perception check as you descend, and I will go ahead and pop you over to the first chunk of the map. Gary, I had you in mind, and I split up this massive map into two so that it won't destroy your computer. That's the 17 for perception. I percept with a 16. 16, 17, and then, Jay, you are muted. 12. 12. That's good. Um, Because you see and hear right as they start coming for you. Um, Something was waiting for your arrival, kind of guarding the entrance. Um, Let me put them all up on here on this map for one second as you all see kind of climbing from the walls and dropping down from the ceiling um you see a couple of creatures 
that you you kind of recognize some of them. There's three giant rats, um, two on the west side of where you are, so your character's right, and then one on the east. But what drops down from the ceiling is much, much more unsettling. They look like the bastard offspring of giant spiders and rats. And you see them right as they are descending on their webs, trying to cling to your faces. Um, they are absolutely horrifying. Um, and I would like everyone to go ahead and roll some initiative. Oh, that's an eight. That's an 18. 13. Top of the initiative order with an 18, we have Hank Hell. What you got for us? Um, you've got three... Yeah, you've got three spiders coming for your faces, kind of dropping down from above. Two to your right of the giant uh, rats and one on your left a little bit further away. Um, yeah, so um, Ambition is going to take his mace and say, um, well, this is what I was going to do earlier. Hold on just a moment. Uh, and he's going to take the very top of it and start twisting uh, it. Uh, you hear a crackling sound as it lights up. Oh, that's much better. Uh, as Lightbringer, Mace, uh, starts to have a radiant glow uh, to it. And he's going to bring it down uh, while it's glowing to do an extra 1d6 of damage uh, to this lovely creature right in front of him. Nice. Yeah. So. On to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a 13 to squish. 13 to squish. Um, where I think did... that's one of the rat spiders. That just hits on spider rat number one. Um, go ahead and roll some damage. And five uh, regular blood damage, and while it's glowing, while glowing, the mace deals an extra 1d6 to undead, so it's something extra. Um, unless it's undead. Nope. Oh, it's shucks. just, it's just an abomination. Oh, dang, just an abomination. They um, are tiny creatures, but by tiny, I mean the exact side of your face that they are trying to violently hug. Uh, Should have put a disclaimer in here. Anyone with arachnophobia, um, might want to skip ahead a little bit. Well, I, I mean, this is kind of... The, the the module is called Madness of the Rat King, so if rats and spiders aren't your thing, I feel like there might be some other phobias in here, but those are the worst. Those those are the main ones right here. Uh, as a bonus action, if I am allowed to do it, uh, I'm going to spiritual weapon. You know, I literally just had your propane tank pulled up. <laughs> Um, oh, I did pull it up. Okay, yeah, I had it kind of off to the side hidden. Where would you like to put the tank? I would like to put the tank right next to me. Yep, perfect, yep. And it is going to go right at that rat spider, that spat, if you will. All right, so you've summoned it just southeast of you, so it is now in between spider rat number one and giant rat number three over on this side. And it's going to go for spider rat again? It is. Uh, All right. A, oof, that's only an eight. Eight does not hit. Uh, you no, see, this little spider rat is is interested in your face, but it is 
you know, it's got the whole spider eye thing going on. So it is, you know, kind of spinning around on its web a little bit and just dodges out of the way. Boom. Anything else? Uh, they are no, very horrifying looking, that, by the way. I think that's all I'm going to do for this. Oh, God, um, so big all of a sudden. Uh, and uh, Ambition is going to say, all right, uh, we're going to take turns of getting your, your ass kicked. Uh, you first. We already did some. Um, who's next? Um, it is it is the rat's turn next, actually. <laughs> um, so next is all of the rats, just all at once. Um, so what it's going to do is um, it's gonna try to hug your face. It just wants love, um, but it it has a violent way of expressing it. Um, that sounds icky. It is. This is where. This is why I had you all fill out those consent sheets because this is. I didn't do it for one of my parties that I thought knew, and this is when I found out most of them had arachnophobia, um, and we had to stop. So uh, that is a twenty-three to hug your face oh. uh, versus your AC. So you now have this one that you had kind of um, attacked. Um, it's going to return that love um, and hug your face. Um, let me see how much damage that just did to your face. No, okay. I'm going to say this. Uh, not a fan. Yeah, I mean, it's only a five face hug damage. Oh, um, let's see. And the spider rat engulfs the target's head, and the target is also blinded and unable to breathe while the spider rat is attached in this way. <laughs> um, so. Um, you can detach it on your next turn by making a successful strength check. Um, and you know what's fun is I'm just going to go ahead and roll for these other two spider rats because it's the perfect number. Two more spider rats, two more players. Uh, let's go with the first one going against ores. Um, does a 15 beat your AC? No, it does not. It does not. All right, let's go for Glart. Um, didn't make it in the box, but we'll go with that roll of eight, which also doesn't make it. They're now swinging nope. wildly. Yeah, these two spider rats are swinging wildly in your faces, um, trying desperately to grab at you while you are dodging around, but nothing is connecting yet. Um, this first giant rat over here to the side is going to go ahead and try to get your face if I can find which sheet. There's a lot of sheets oh, um, that I have. Yes, oh, I have geez. actually gone in and printed off all of the stat blocks um, for all of them and did not keep them very organized. I think I have lost the sheet that has the giant. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, first giant rat um they're both gonna move in on glart they can sense your drive for pest control they don't appreciate that so they're gonna use some of their pack tactics so they have advantage on their attacks um that bring is... it on you fucking rat bastards um well they they are in fact bringing it on the first one got a 25 to hit <laughs> Okay, bring it um, on a little lush, a little rat bastard. Yeah. 
Um, and that is a, oh my gosh, math, five um, to get you with this first one that is on your right now. Uh, second one is attacking also with advantage because of pack tactics, and that is a 21 to hit, um, which I believe also probably hits. Um, that is yep. six damage straight to your ankle. Um, one is kind of going for your midsection because that's about the height its head is at. The other one is going for the ankles so they don't get in each other's way. And they're they're kind of hard to shake. Um, they 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 can sense that you are here to control pests, and they don't they don't care for that. They are free agents. All right, that hurt um, a little, but just wait. The last one tries to get up over at uh, Ambition, and unfortunately rolls like garbage. Um, I think that's and I think you're, you're telling a lie. No, he rolled a three <laughs> um, on the dice, so that does not hit. Um, I might switch to my crappier dice, but right now I'm kind of enjoying. <laughs> um, I'm rolling my Kirsch dice uh, because they roll really, really well, um, but not on that attack. Uh, but it is now Orz's turn. Um, first turn, Jay. First combat in this. Hello, chaps. This is doing? the part that I live for. Let's go for it. You got a spider rat in your face. Um, you can move a little bit to get to the spider rat that is attacking Ambition without taking any penalty. But if you try to move around too much, uh, you might take an attack of opportunity. Um, so you can go with spider rat in your face or the giant rat next to Ambition. Oh, I'm going to go for the one that decided to go head on with me. All right, so I've got my Morning Star equipped. Yep. Oh, I need to roll. Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> roll for hit. I roll a. That's a. I add strength to that, right? Uh, if you go into actions in D and D Beyond, um, uh, there is the hit slash DC, and there should be a button next to it. Um, if you have your items equipped, and you can just click that plus number. I don't know slash... if you went and equipped your items. I did. Tell did. You to. Yeah, yeah, my morning star is equipped. I'm not seeing the hit thing though. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so on that action, um, mm -hmm. do you see the morning star? Yes. Oh, I was on the wrong page. That was probably. Yeah, it's under your actions, and then okay, you it's look plus and... six. Yes. So okay. you should be able to just click that plus six, and it does it for you. Gotcha. Uh, well, um, I got a crit. Oh, you got yeah, a natural was, uh, 20? You got a natural 20 plus 6, so it's a 26. Hell yeah, that absolutely hits. So go ahead and click next to it where it has the uh, 1d8 plus 3 damage on that. Uh, roll uh, it should that have and changed then on its own if you rolled a crit. It's a uh, 2d8 plus 3. Yep. Oh. oh, I didn't know it did that. Yeah, do the thing, and it'll crit that for you. Uh, we got 14. Oof. So, 14 is a hell of a lot of damage. Um, but you're realizing really quickly, as tiny as these spider rats are, you smash it and you see a like a couple of legs go flying off of it. And I'm going to give that one disadvantage in the future on attacks against you. But it's still alive. Hey, that's, oh, my. Well, that's a little bit concerning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't altered its stats. It's just still alive. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> um, do you get two attacks at level five? You might. 
I would if I had built my character properly, but my Morning Star is a regular weapon and not a light weapon, so I don't get my double. Attack. No, you do get two attacks, so you have an extra attack at level five as a fighter. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, if you look over at features and traits and scroll down a little bit, it says extra attack just above your racial traits. Um, so you oh, don't yeah. have a light weapon equipped. Light weapon would let you attack with a bonus action. Gotcha. Um, so you can go ahead and swing again with that morning star if you would like. Uh, yes, I would love to. And we've got a nine. Nine, unfortunately, doesn't hit. Oh, um, wait, no, sorry. That was that was the wrong thing. That was a damage roll. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we got a ten. Ten doesn't hit. These are fast little fuckers um, as it quickly just retracts up its web just a little bit. Um, you still have movement, and I don't know if you have any bonus actions you want to do. I do not have any bonus actions I'd like to do at this time. I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm just gonna hunker down. I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, Glart, what you got? Our pest control man. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna do the important thing and hunter's mark the rat to my left. What kind of I'm ranger of you. does that? I'm Come proud on. of you. I'm very proud of you, Gary. You're learning how to be a ranger. Yeah, class, I thought I would never play, but here we are. I love so rangers. I'm going to deal an extra 1d6 damage to him if I hit. So okay. Lard's going to pull out a sword. I really don't like using this. I don't like to fill the way of each kill with each strike. Uh, it's just very unsettling. And he's going to attack the rat that he is Hunter's Mark. Okay. Oh, that was so close to a dirty 20. It's a 12. <sighs> you need a 13 on these guys. Glart's going to swing at this guy again with this extra attack. And that's a 16 to hit. 16 hits. So that's a 4 for the regular damage. And then I'm going to roll a d6 for the Hunter's Mark damage. And that's going to be five, so that's nine damage total. Nine total. And that was on the spider rat, right? Uh, no, that's on the spider to my left. To your left. So the one in uh, front of Sorry, Ort. to Glart's right. The spider. To Glart's. Glart's right. Oh, on the giant rat. Yeah, the giant okay. rat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no change on the AC there, really. Well, there's a little bit of a change, but... Um, yeah, only that second attack hit. But nine damage. Um... So what you're realizing is you've been in the pest control industry long enough that uh, it should be dead <laughs> with an attack like that. But you're staring at an injured but still alive, very large rat um, that is now shrieking at you in pain and fury and just gnashing its teeth. Um, you definitely took a huge chunk out of it, but um, it's now it's just angie. But wait, there's Horde Breaker. Yes, you remembered your ranger stuff. <laughs> Glart lines up his sword with the giant rat next to the one that he attacked. And that is going to be an 18 to hit. Absolutely hits. I'm proud of you for remembering your ranger shit. And that's going to be five damage to that one. That one also shrieks in pain and kind of... Uh, jumps back from your ankle that it was trying to make a snack out of. Alright, listen up, guys. We gotta take them out and take them out fast. Uh, these ain't normal rats. 
Oh, really? What was your first idea? Uh, the rat spiders. I, I think the rats may be copulating with the spiders in this cave, uh, making some rat spider abomination. Ho, 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 ho. I think we might need to focus on him first. Maybe. All right. Anything else on your turn? That's it for my turn. All right. Ambition, what you got? Back at the top of the order. Uh, Ambition is going to... Uh, going to cast a really cool spell. Remember earlier when I said that um, that I can't smite? Uh, that's not true, actually. Uh, I'm going to do something first, though. I'm going to very carefully try to remove the thing on my face. Uh, what do I need to roll for that? Uh, give me a strength saving throw. What if I bash it with my mace? Hmm. What you're going to end up doing is bashing yourself in the face. I've I've got the AC for it, and I've got the 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 blood in me. It'll be fine. Up to you. You're the dungeon master. I'm just go ahead and roll to attack your own. So what we'll do is go ahead and attack your own face. But if you hit it and it beats your AC, um, if you kill it, all extra damage does go directly to your face. <laughs> I think okay. that's that sounds kind of fair to me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that is a twenty-two to hit. Uh, Absolutely which, hits. Which also is my beats my AC, but good. Um, so I'm going to hit it uh, for uh, six plus two eight damage, and then remember what I said earlier that I lied about not being able to cast some smites. Uh, I can. I cast searing smite. For an extra 1d6 fire damage, uh, I guess it can roll a constitution saving throw. Alrighty. It's a dirty 20. Well, crap. I switched uh, to my big chunky, uh, no, you know, bad rolling fine. dice, too. Uh, next time you hit a creature, blah, blah, blah. Extra 1d6. Successful save spell. So, so it doesn't get an extra 1d6. However... I did light a fire spell. And you know what's really fun about tieflings? They can take they can take features such as uh, flames of the phlegethos. Uh, and when you roll fire damage for a spell that you cast, I didn't roll damage, but I did fiery. Uh, reroll any roll uh, on the fire damage dice, blah, blah. And I get to light myself on fire. I see that. So you are now wreathed in flames. That doesn't hurt me. That does not hurt you. Um, That will hurt this one if it tries to make a melee attack, which it's going to do on its next turn as it is attached to your face. Okay, so it is not dead? No. Ah. That's the problem. Is it still alive? And it's, it's injured, but um, it is still going for your face. It is oh, not as injured as weapon. Yeah, go ahead and try to pop it with that spiritual weapon. Again, you will take any extra damage if you kill it. Um, Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. And that's going to be uh, six whole force damage. So the crappy <laughs> part about this is it is still alive. No, damn it. <laughs> These are some scrappy little spidey boys. 
he is very firmly attached to your face, like a very clingy girlfriend that you never wanted. Um, and it's 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 parked there. Um, makes me think of the Skulltellas from uh, Ocarina of Time. Where or the mummies. It? The mummies also clung to your face. <laughs> uh, anything else on your turn? Um, I've already done my action and bonuses. So. No, I think I will continue to struggle with this thing on, thinking that I got it, and then wondering why it's still there. Yeah, it's missing a couple legs now, but it's still it's still on there. Um, and it is its turn. Um, it it lets out a horrible shriek as the flames get it, but it is it is determined for some reason it's not fleeing. Um, oh, it does roll a 22 to hit. Yeah, that's going to So do it is going to take some damage. Um, but first, it also does some damage. Um, it's going to do six damage. And I need you to make a con save for me, please. Oof. Yeah, I'll do a con save. That's, not... uh, that's an 11. That is what you needed. So you oh, only good. you only take two poison damage in addition um, as it sinks its fangs into you. Uh, but go ahead and roll the damage that it takes because it just made a melee attack against you and you are wreathed in flame. Uh, it takes one whole fiery damage. It is still alive, screeching. Oh. This little spider ratty screeching sound is like right next to your ear. Um, and it is horrible, but it is still alive. And it's I just, awful. I, I want you all to picture as he immolates himself, uh, as these flames come about him, uh, he is just laughing. Because <laughs> he's still, you know. Yeah, you, so. you're also suffocating, so it's kind of like very muffled. Um, but you're, you're good. It's uh, one minute plus your con modifier. Uh, before you actually suffocate to death. Um, but moving on to the other spider rats, uh, the one in front of Ors is going to try to um, cling to his face still, because that's that's all it's got in its repertoire. Um, that is a 15 to hit, which I don't think hits. Not quite. Ors. Uh, let's see if this one is luckier against Glart. Where is its plus? That's an 18 to hug your face. Yep, that hits. Oh, it's, it's hugging your face now. Um, so you are blinded and suffocated at this moment. Um, and going to go ahead and roll some damage as it attaches to your face and bites your little nose. Um, and that is, gosh, my D4 is on fire today. Uh, that is seven piercing damage um, to your nose. Okay. Um, the giant rats are going to go ahead and attack now. Uh, so while Hank Hell is kind of staggering around with this thing on on fire, um, the rat next to you isn't really smart enough to know what to do with that. So it just kind of like hesitates a moment and then tries to bite your fucking ankle. Um, but it got a natural one. So I'm going to say it gets burned uh by the fire as it gets too close so why don't you go ahead and roll me some fire damage because it was a natural one and i think that's fine. alex what do we got for fire damage against the rat um, sorry uh my mic was up sorry uh that was only uh 1d4 so just one uh one fire damage one fire damage 
Alrighty, uh, and the other two rats are going to use their advantage with the pack tactics. Um, what is their bonus to hit here? Where'd it go? Giant rat. Um, that is a 21 to hit on this first one. Um, which... That is going to be only three piercing damage. Um, the second one that attacks you... <laughs> I don't think an 11 hits. Um, so the second one fails. Um, and we are over to Ors. All right, I think it's time to play a little baseball with this spider mouse thing. God, it's ugly. Is a 15 hit? Yes. Okay. Let's see what we get. And I hit the one in front of me for 10. For 10 damage, we got the first spider rat death of the night as you squash it with your morning star. And legs and spider rat guts just go everywhere and it is awful um you've still got another attack bonus action and movement Ooh, all right that was a good one hey eh, chaps chap chaps oh oh god oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> you were the only one not face hugged all right well uh oris takes a look at uh, the two of them uh thinks the one on ambition's face looks a little weaker so he's going to use his extra attack to uh slam into his face with a morning star to try to get it off of him i'm uh, gonna keep that ambition rule just gives big thumbs up he's like yes do it he's ready all right roll to hit good luck buddy <laughs> we have a 13 13 is exactly what you needed. Uh, so roll some damage and see how much transfers over to Hank. Uh, my AC is 18, but I sure... Oh, okay. Five. Five damage, and we've got our second rat death of the <laughs> night as this other rat just Ooh. kind of, like, splatters. Oh, so you are covered in rat gut on your face, um, but there's no extra effect, and it it just feels disgusting. He's um, still on fire, so it doesn't. Oof. Oh, so, well, right. it okay. sizzles off. It sizzles <laughs> off of you then. All right. Anything else on your turn? Nope. Just gonna give it a good old woo double kill. All right. Welcome back, old chap. <laughs> All right. Pest control professional. What you got? <laughs> Uh, so Glart is going to try to pull the spider rat off his face. It's, it's a strength save or strength check? Um, strength check. I think I said save earlier, but it's usually the same bonus. That's going to be a plus two added to this. 11, 13. That's ex- Oop, yep. You only needed an 11, so you are able to pry off uh, this spider rat as your action. You still got your bonus action and movement. Uh, wait, I don't have my extra attack? So the extra attack is when you make an attack, then you uh, can do a second one. You can attack twice whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Well, then. If you would prefer not to, we can retcon that and say you attacked instead. Uh, no, I would like to have this off of my face. Okay, that is fine. You are no longer blinded and suffocating. Uh, Glarch is going to look around and say, all right, I, I, I took a line. I got this, right? 
I think. Hold on, I was doing your voice. <laughs> I think we do. Um, we'll get this all sorted. All right. In that case, I w two my pest control deputies. Get in there and uh, raise mail. Yeah, sure, whatever. Speaking of hell, it is Ambition's <laughs> turn. <laughs> uh, now that we are all free um, of, of all grody spider bugs, um, Ambition's going to take a moment and say, you know, we've learned a lot here today, but uh, I think the most important part is the teamwork that we all bring together. So uh, I think that should be our word for there, our healing word, if you will. Uh, oh, and he's going to cast healing word on uh, on the three of us here. Uh, so it's going to be at third level. Uh, so it's going to be 3d4 plus 2. Uh, ooh, that's 12. 12 healies. Oh, thanks, man. I, I think I was starting to bleed out a little. Don't worry, I got you. And uh, you over there, uh, don't you worry, because I got you. Uh, and he points over to the uh, big rat, and he's going to swing his spiritual weapon at him, uh, the uh, ugly cuss right next to him. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yee yee. Uh, that is a 17. Hits. Uh, that is going to be 10 whole force damage. It definitely knocks the wind out of it, but this rat is still alive. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's a big it's boy. boy. Oh, it's a big old pupper. It's a big old boy. He wants um, to eat you. He's hungry. Hungry <laughs> boy, visual. You stopped uh, their wine delivery. How can they eat their cheese without their wine? Hungry. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so terrible. Uh, yeah, so let's see. What else can I do? I think that's about it that I can um, because I... I use my action to healing word, mm-hmm. and then my bonus action to spiritual weapon. I think you, you're supposed to do spiritual weapon on a bonus or healing word on a bonus action, though. It's fine. You okay. can make a bonus action a regular action. I think we'll Calvin Ball it then. Uh, make up the rules. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll about do it because uh, otherwise he will incur some wrath. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm done. Okay. I, I lay my trap card down face down. It is the spidey boy and rat boy's turns. Um, so this big, dumb, hungry boy is going to go ahead and try to attack Ambition again. Um, does a 16 hit? It does not. All right. Uh, next of the spidey boys, um, going up against Glart. Um, a 21 to hit to nom on glart and that is fucking math uh five piercing damage from rat boy number one uh i invoke the power of the super saiyan to uh deflect that damage um i'm thinking that's relentless endurance as a half work no uh, that's not a real thing well relentless endurance uh Uh, relentless endurance if i'm reduced to zero yeah okay um, so you do take that. Um, uh, the other one only got a, uh, 12 to attack, though. Oh, that doesn't hit. <laughs> All right. 
um, onto Spidey Boy. Uh, it sees that Ors is the one actually like killing its brethren, so it's going to let out a horrifying shrieking scream and try to attack your face. Um, and I do believe a uh, 25, no, it was 24 hits. Um, so Ors is now being face-hugged. Oh god, oh no, not the fatal Yep, little little lover boy here screaming, shrieking as it's um just chomps on your nose and you just feel its legs wrap around the back of your head and just dig in. Um and you are going to take uh seven piercing damage. Um and that is that is all of the rat boys. It is Orza's turn, so you can use your action to try to pry him off, or you can keep attacking uh, if you want. Totally up to you. We are going to try to pull that boy off. Uh, give me a strength check. Seven. Seven doesn't do it as you try to pull this rat boy off, but it is hungry. You just killed some of its bros. Stopped its wine delivery. Like it is, it is not a happy boy, but it is happy to see your face, but way too close. Um, doesn't know much about personal space. Anything else on your turn? Can I roll to hit myself in the face with my morning star? Um, no, you don't have a light mail. Is that a light? It's not a light one. Morning star is not light. No, it's Marshall. Nope. Okay. You can run. <laughs> run face first into a wall. <laughs> um, yeah. Glart, yeah. what you got for us? <laughs> uh, Glart looks over at the two rats that he's been fighting with and then looks over where the spider rat was. like, oh, I guess we took that one out. Alright, it's me and you, little guys. I hate to have to do this. And Glart strikes the one that he's Hunter's Mark with his uh, short sword. And that's going mm-hmm. to be a... Hold on. Let me roll physical dice here. 16 to hit. Hits? And which one is it? Uh, It's the one directly to Glart's right that he's Hunter's Mark. Okay. And that's going to be 8 plus 3. That is 11 damage. Oh, he's down. Uh, you hear the uh, move- dying squeals as it drops to the ground. Moving my hunter's mark over to the uh, other one as a bonus action. And then following up with my extra attack, that's going to be a 15 to hit. That just hits. And then he's hunter's mark, so I'm adding a d6. Add so that's going to be 8 damage. Damage already is still up. Is the spider? No, the spider on Orz's face is not within five feet of this creature, so that is the end of my turn. Alrighty. Uh, Ambition, what you got? You are not grappled. You just have Bib Boy next to you. Um, I'm going to. Uh, is, is are you going to let me talk or as a free action? Is that yeah. Free action. Sick. Uh, I look over to. Uh, to Oz and say, do you want me to get that off you, or do you want me to just take care of uh, my big boy right here? Uh, Oz just kind of points at his face and gives a thumbs up. You got it. 
and he is going to uh, full force baseball bat swing at uh, at the uh, at the one on his face uh, with his mace. Alrighty. Uh, it got caught in the corner, but it got caught at a fourteen. That hits. And that is going to only be four bludgeoning damage. It is still up. Uh, it screams right in uh, Ortiz's ear. Um, one little leg kind of pops off, but uh, it is still alive. I'd like to imagine that uh, the force of that swing lifted me off the ground and then back <laughs> down slightly. And he, after he screams, you can just hear him go, Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to do more. Hold on a sec, let me get this guy back here. Uh, and he's going to swing spiritual weapon at the behind him. That is only going to be 11, though. 11, unfortunately, doesn't hit as it kind of so. dodges under this. Yeah, he was he was paying attention. He dodges under this giant propane. Well, I guess it wouldn't be giant, but this propane tank uh, that is swinging at him. Um, and unless you have anything else, it is the rat boy's turn. Do not. I wish I did. Uh, and, but he is going to look at the rat and say, well, I'll try again next time. Don't worry. All right. Um, well, this is going to be a back and forth, I guess, for a little while, because the rat to your right next to you that's dodging the propane tank only rolled a three, <laughs> um, which does not hit even after modifiers. Um, spider rat on Orz's face. Um, failed at biting you, even though it's attached to your face. So I guess it got a little bit too stunned um, with just a 10. It does not hit. Um, so we you are spared. Those. Yeah, it is. It's trying to bite you, but you're kind of still trying to also pull it off a little bit. Um, and the other remaining rat over by Glart that is suffering. Um, let's see if this is pack tactics. Yep. So it gets advantage because it has an ally next to him. I don't know if that's going to help enough. Um, that is a 15 to hit Glart. Barely hits. Alrighty. Um, well, you only take three piercing damage, um, from this little bastard that you've got hunters marked and we're over to Ors. Okay. I guess I'm going to try to pull this guy off of my face again. 14. Uh, that works. So you are able to pry this spider rat off of your face. Um, so it is no longer attached. You are no longer blinded and suffocating. Well, it sounds like it's time to take a crack at the guy. All right. Uh, did you have any movement or bonus action? No, I do not. So, next time. Glart, what you got? Uh, Glart is, is going to swing again at the rat that he has hunted. Swing. Do it. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. Absolutely, it's... It's going to be 11 damage again. Oof, you absolutely KO the shit out of this guy. Uh, Glart just finally slices the rat into more sashimi. <laughs> of course he does. You've still got an attack left and a spider rat just to your south uh, east. Glart is moving that hunter's mark to the spider rat because that's a bonus action. You got it. You still got another attack, too. Uh, that is going to be a 13 to hit. 13 just hits. 
8 plus 3. Another 11 damage. That is just what you needed. Um, as this last spider rat finally goes down. Um, taste of ores still in its mouth, but <laughs> it is now dead. Uh, anything else? Uh, moving my hunter's mark to the last rat. Oh, wait, no, nope. I already used a bonus action. You did. Um, I would have so, to wait till my next turn to use that bonus action to move. That's true. Uh, Ambition, what you got? Uh, I've still got my rats uh, still there, and nobody else has a face rat, um, so that's good. Uh, so he's just going to turn to this little guy and said, Oh, sorry, no hard feelings. It's just you're in our way, and we have to get rid of you. Uh, and he's going to smack a rat. Oh, that's a nat one. Uh, Oof. What would you like a, to have happen on your nat one? You just look real dumb, or? I, mm, no, because he's bringing down the Lightbringer mace onto it. Uh, I think it goes out. Okay. Well, you're no longer emanating light from that, but you are still wreathed in flame. That's true, I am. Um, which I have a bonus attack. Flame damaging. Uh, bonus attack with a spiritual weapon uh, for a 13. 13 does not hit this giant rat. Uh, I'm a kind failure. Of... I spiritual weapons, I feel like, never hit as much as we want them to. <laughs> in both I love... real life and in the... It's true. Um, and it might be the, the rat's last turn here. Um, as it's just gonna keep going for ambition. It's just like... <laughs> That's a natural two. Oof. Um so now it's Orz's turn. That's all it had going. <laughs> <laughs> the last rat. Well, all right, I guess I'm gonna make my way around the uh parade of corpses here. Yeah, you can yeah. I could okay. And yeah, I, I will, mean you uh, can step over the corpses, they are tiny. Then I guess I'm going to swing for the fences. Oh wait, I can actually do it. Uh twenty-four. Absolutely hits. Let's Demolish this do. last little guy. That's going to be a five. It is somehow still clinging to life, just barely. And I'm it starting is, to feel bad for the little bastard. It is screaming in pain. There's blood coming from multiple wounds. It is burned, but it is still just clinging to life. Got one more attack. Yeah, I sure do. That's a nine. Fortunately, not it. This is a resilient little turd. Oh, rat bastard. Glart, do something. <laughs> and uh, gl Glart pulls out the longbow. Are you gonna shoot around ambition or <laughs> You gonna you gonna you gonna move so you can you got line of sight because uh Yeah, I'm gonna move the line of sight, but that first attack was a twelve. Twelve does not hit. Extra attack. This rat Wait, wait, no, my, my modifier for that is a plus nine, so that is a 15. 15 just hits, please end this, <laughs> please. End the rat. I gotta end find the... a d8. It, what's the, let me see here. Uh, it, that's gonna be six plus four, ten damage. Yeah, it, it had two HP left. <laughs> oh my god. It is super dead, and with that... The cavern falls mostly silent. Uh, you still hear some very distant chittering. The sound of a stream 
babbling in the distance. Um, but you are all no longer being assailed by different types of rats. Um, mm-hmm. You you solved my puzzle. The answer was violence. And Glart Yay. just like carves four little notches into his bow. You're eventually going to have like a toothpick. No, they're, they're like little little marks in his bow for each uh, creature he took out here. Boy, fellas, those were some uh, resilient little buggers, weren't they? Uh, definitely uh, stronger than I was expecting. I mean, in the pest control business, you gotta expect the unexpected. I definitely wasn't expecting them to be that strong, so... Uh, yeah, I, I take it that your pest control business is a bit more resilient than I gave you credit for. I, I salute you, sir. Yeah, did I ever tell you about the carnivorous frogs? Oh god, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're walking through the caverns, Glart is retelling the story of the carnivorous frogs that he tried to drown in a river in a burlap sack. Uh, how's everyone looking on health and stuff? I don't track how much damage I do to you. Uh, I'm at 32 out of 49. Oh, you're good. 49 out of 50. 42 out of 49. Oh, you're still good. Um, With the um, dynamic lighting that I have here in roll 20, um, you all can move yourself forward a little bit if you would like and see where you want to go. If you would like to continue, um, your retreat is unimpeded if you would like to, but uh, if you want to move forward, you absolutely can. I do that. I move forward to what looks like a fork in the road. Oh, goodness. It is a fork in the road. So um, going down a little bit further, there is a fork um, going southeast. Um, it looks like it goes down further, and you, that is the area where you hear the sound of running water coming from. Um, which seems to branch down about 45 feet or so. There's another fork that goes northeast and southwest. Um, And then to your right, it kind of looks like a little bit of a storage room um, as you go a little bit further south here and immediately to your right, uh, which would be to the west. Um, Hang on one second, though. Uh, while um, uh, while they're deciding, ambition is going to cast mending on his mace uh, to make it glow again. Okay. Um, I would like all of you to please make a uh, perception check. That's a nat one. You don't see shit. <laughs> That's a You're twenty-three. Okay. Um, what about ores? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Is it a nat one? No, it was it was a three. Okay. Um, so you two don't see it, so Glart is the only one who sees it. So actually, um it you're about here, um, right in front of um storage area right here. You see something on the cave floor. Um, as you're probably looking for some more rats and things like that. Um, you see what looks to be the edges of some worked stone, um, whereas everything else seems to be pretty natural. Um, And you also, this looks kind of familiar and you recognize it as a pressure plate. And as you look up, you also realize what would 
what this pressure plate would be triggering is a huge axe that is tied to the ceiling, ready to swing down upon your face. Mm -hmm. It's up to you what you want to do about that, if anything. Uh, so if we go into the storeroom, there's this weird pressure plate here. It's probably going to drop an axe on our face. And Glart points up to the axe and points down to the pressure plate. Oh, I mean, yeah, not, well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, not and, too common in the pest control business. Sometimes you see some coal balls that uh, make fancy traps, but nothing of this nature. Now, Ambition uh, was still fiddling with the top of his mace, and he blinded himself. Oh, oh well, there's, a, there's an axe right here. Uh, well, I mean, we do have all those corpses a little farther up. You want to just kind of grab one and throw it on the plate and see what happens? Let me do the honors. Okay. Yeah, you go back and you grab uh, one of the giant rats and just chuck it onto this pressure plate. And as you anticipated, this gigantic axe swings down from the ceiling and just slices clear through and it swings back and forth um, in between the now halves of this uh, corpse a couple of times before it finally comes to a stop. Um, and it doesn't take up this whole area, so you are able to harmlessly move around it. Glot, I know what you're thinking. Do not touch that rat. <laughs> uh, I was just going to push it through the axe, cut mm -hmm. through. Kind of like, you know, at, when when you're at the deli counter and they're cutting up a nice mm -hmm. ham for you. Mm -hmm. Just some nice, thinly sliced rat. Why are you even keeping all of this meat? In my stomach. Fair enough, crack on. Um, so you see that uh, this is a open kind of extra little cave room that has been carved out of the main tunnel. Uh, large musty wooden barrels line the walls of this cave room. Piled atop the barrels or propped along, uh, beside them are smaller casks of wine and ale, much like the ones you prevented those rats earlier from stealing. You also see a small leather book uh, sitting on top of one of the barrels, alongside a small glass vial containing a strange liquid. Um, and you can also investigate if you would like to roll a check for that real quick. Investigate. Investigate. That's going to be a four. Seven. Uh, That's going to be a 19. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone... Except for Ambition sees a little bit more, but um, Ors and Glart. Um, I mean, you see a bunch of food that looks like it's been stolen from the tavern and possibly other places around. There's ale, wine, um, salted meats, dried fruit, nuts, and some stale bread. Um, but you see... Um, let me... You see a crease... Um, as you're kind of investigating up in this northern wall. Um, let me get that off. You see a secret little room. And by little, I do mean very small. Um, you are able to see a small um, secret chamber. Um, the small square room is layered thick with dust and cobwebs. Random bits of old clothing are strewn about the floor haphazardly. Staring out at you with bulbous eyes is a strange fish-like humanoid statue garbed in priestly robes. At its webbed stone feet lays a pile of coins. 
Um, you see the clothes are kind of mundane, old, musty, dusty, moldy, just kind of gross. Um, you have no idea how long they've been here, but it's been a very long time. Um, and you also notice that the surface of this statue secretes a thin layer of dark mucus. Um, but you are able to grab any of the coins that you want, and it is up to you if you wanted to look through. Uh, there's a couple of robes and some other items. Um, if you oh, wanted sure. to look through any of those pockets. I will do that. Um, well, you, do you need me to roll anything? Do you need me to roll a religion check to, uh, to see if I recognize the statue? Um, I will save you the roll. You have never fucking seen this. <laughs> I, I'd like to... Um, just in case. Just in yeah, case. go ahead and roll. Uh, sure. We'll see if maybe maybe if you get something crazy. So um, I was going to lie and say, oh, I got a natural 20, but I actually did get a natural 20. You did get a natural 20. <laughs> I did okay. get a natural 20. Uh, and can I, can I narrate this? Because I think this will be great. Uh, I said, wow, I can't believe they turned Glorf into a statue. They put a, They made a whole religion for Glorf. See, that's what I was dreading you were going to say. <laughs> that is absolutely what I was like. Damn it, I was fine. waiting for my moment <laughs> to make a glorf joke. Trying to spare myself, and you fucking <laughs> ruined it. Thanks. Yay. Um, are you proficient in religion? I or... am. Uh-huh. Okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. So, <laughs> once upon a time, you got really bored and read um, basically a book that would have had a shit ton of just old, ancient cults and religions and stuff like that that are it was very outdated and boring but you remember seeing one thing about this um and it is a cult um that was called the old voice um not much was known about it um but it's been inactive for at least a hundred years at this point um but it doesn't really give too much more information in the module because uh, it's supposed to be like a hook for something else if you want it to be. Um, but basically what you think it, what you remember is um, it's kind of almost a Lovecraftian horror slumbering mm-hmm. in the deep. And this cult wanted to awaken it. The description of it is not too dissimilar to an aboleth, uh, which oh, is a very right. real, very horrible um, baddie in the D&D world. But um, that's not quite what it is. And you're not sure if anything ever became of the cult is they just kind of faded out of existence. They, they're no longer active and they haven't been for a very long time. Um, you're not sure what is up with this mucus, though. Uh, but you do also find, as you are searching stuff um, in the pocket of one of the robes, um, there is a medallion that oddly shimmers in the dark. Um, and as you look at it, you begin to have a nagging sensation of unease. Um, oh, fantastic! But, right, you also find. 400 copper pieces, 160 silver pieces, 8 gold pieces, and a citrine worth 10 gold. Um, you also had found um, a journal in that main area that I had mentioned. And in that glass vial, you're not sure what it is. 
but I will let you know now, um, as you all kind of pick through the Rat King's journals. Um, because you rolled pretty good on investigation. You kind of look through it real quick to see what might be in this vial, and I'll read you a couple of excerpts. Um, I have finally perfected my potion rat domination. Unfortunately, the ingredients must be harvested from the fungus chamber, and it's impossible to identify the deadly violet fungus hiding there. Many of my minions have perished collecting what I need. Um, It's a lot of chicken scratch and insane ramblings. Um, another All one the is best journals are. Uh, my genius knows no bounds. My latest creation, the mighty rat bear pig, is a complete success. Its keen <laughs> snout can safely sniff out the violet fungus so I can avoid them and collect my ingredients unharmed. Another um, entry says potion of rat control ingredients. Yellow puffball and weeping wig, both found in the fungus chamber. The ingredients are then distilled and mixed in my lab to create the potion. Don't forget, always forgetting. Damn, that old voice is buzzing. Um, and that's what it's in the vial, is a potion of rat control. Uh, after looking at the journal and looking at the potion, uh, he's going to pass, uh, Ambition passes both to Glart. He says, you know, I think that you and your rat business, uh, you're making sure that rats aren't in your way business, uh, you'll both need this more than I will. You know, for once I have to agree, I'd rather you take that and keep it as far away from me as possible. Uh, Glart is looking at the stale bread, the dried fruits and nuts, <laughs> and the sliced rat carcass. Mm. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, uh, this is to control rat- You know, here, give me your bag, I'll just put these in for you. Uh, don't worry about that. We should probably think about getting the statue upstairs, though. They should put this right where that dumb mermaid is instead. Uh, hey, and, hey you know, uh, that a, mermaid is a class act. That may be true, but look at this wonderful statue of something I can see. It says Glorf on the bottom. Um, the Glorf, the I'm going to hang up the Discord call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I, look at, I have the gold in I'm not sure what to do with this medallion yet. Um, and the robes, I'll wrap the medallion in it. Uh, and he does that. Okay. Um, but yes, you do know that the journal, uh, the author calls himself the Rat King. Da, 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 da. The big reveal. Um, but I think that is where we will leave off tonight. Uh, next week, if we have different players, um, maybe they'll just know that, you know, you guys went down into the caverns and uh, meet up with you. Maybe, maybe not. We will see who does and doesn't join us. Um, since I know we're missing um, at least one player next week, we will have another episode. Um, but with that, um, I think that is where we will leave off for this week. Um, who's doing the outro? Because it ain't me. <laughs> I did the intro. I... So for our outro, I'm just going to say, go back and listen to previous episodes for our outros. Jay, do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, leave this session? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rush918. I post fighting game and stupid shit. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Go, go check out my King of Fighters 15 uh, Who's the Thickest tier list. I saw that today. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, it's a lot of dudes. 
Them, them, them boys are <laughs> big in this game, let me tell thick. you. Thick boys. Like, yeah. you got instant oats thick, and then you got overnight oats thick in that list. Thick. They're not actual uh, tears, but... Uh, is the Tekken be. list next? It should be. That that will be up to my fighting game, boys, but we will see. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, thanks for joining us. Gary, you should probably edit an actual outro later onto this. <laughs> uh, y'all uh, act like I have edited actual outros into previous episodes. I mean, fair. Yeah. All right. So uh, everyone give a jumbled night, everyone. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye. Remember yeah. to brush your teeth. <laughs>